Welcome to the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Low Wilder. The vision of this podcast is to provide tools on how to become successful in your finances, business, leadership development, and much more. A little bit about me, I grew up in the hood, homeless at the age of 14. I made a choice not to become a product of my environment. And today, I am a successful businessman, community leader, and inspirational speaker. It is my desire to encourage and empower you to unlock your greatness. So tune in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your boy, Lil Wilder. And today, man, it's going to be a legendary episode. Um, I got my former high school football coach, man. He's like a big brother. Um, I call him big bro because he was, you know, he's just young when we first started out, man, but he really helped lay the foundation for me and, and what I had going. Um, and he's just doing some, some great things in the city of Springfield, Mass, winning championships, sending kids off to college. Uh, without further ado, Coach Watts, what's going on, fam? Everything's good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. I know you're busy. You guys been going at it. You know, you got the football season, basketball, and you boys are just, just crushing it, man. So, you know, um, before we get into all of what's happening currently, man, just kind of tell people a little bit about yourself, you know, where you came from growing up in New York and then your journey and how you ended up in Springfield. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like you said, it started out, um, grew up, was raised out in um, Brooklyn, New York, was actually born in the Bronx, um, moved to, to Brooklyn, New York when my parents separated, um, you know, grew up out there, you know, normal story that you hear, um, started out, you know, by Ebbsville, um, that's actually where, where Jackie Robinson used to play baseball at, okay. um, you know, got out of there quickly, got an apartment, maybe like, like, you know, a block away, um, mm. block down the street from there. And that's pretty much where I grew up at. Um, you know, went to, went to high school out there, um, you know, play sports. So I had, um, you know, my father was always in my life. Um, you know, obviously my mother was, was the, the main factor in my life. And then, you know, I actually had a stepfather as well. Um, a lot of coaches. So I had a lot of positive people, right. you know, around, um, that, you know, I, I needed every single one of them. Um, eventually ended up getting, um, uh, a scholarship offer to Syracuse University. Um, and then I lost that, that, that opportunity, um, ended up at AIC in Springfield, Mass, mm. uh, made the most of that, was able to get, you know, a college degree. And then, um, you know, went, went, moved out to Philadelphia for a little over a year, came back out here, started teaching, got into the coaching. And, um, you know, I've been doing that for like the last 20, 23, 24 years. I always wanted to do, like, I have, I have to be involved in sports. I think that's what keeps me sane. You know, I got to be <laughs> right. able to compete. I got to be able to, you know, some type of, some form of competition because that's just how I'm wired. I got to right. be, you know, in that type of mix. So, um, yeah, yeah. And for those listening, man, listen, competition, he ain't, he ain't messing around like, you know, it was always about competing and, and yeah. it didn't matter how good you were. Like watch was all about, you know, challenging you to even be better. You know, I just think about that game we were in and, and we were just putting up points on people and you challenged us uh, when we were warming up. Like, yeah, you think, you think you're that nice. I right, put up 50 points by halftime. 
and, and we were like, bet this is what we got to yeah, do. Did it. <laughs> and we did it too. Hey, y'all did it. Yeah, y'all wanted to get in my pockets. Bro. Right, exactly. Y'all, right. We were always about some food or something. Pizza. Y'all do like pizza. <laughs> right. Pizza. I was on it. I said, yeah, it's a wrap, you know. But man, I you know, it's amazing just just hearing the development of, of your 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 career. Um, did you ever think, I mean, you know, knowing that you wanted to get into coaching, but did you ever think of being it this long? Yeah, I did. I did. Mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest. Like, I, I can't see myself stopping. Like, um, you know, I, I think I got to be involved with it in some form or fashion. Right. Um, you know, until I think if I back out of it, you know, and I'm not competing, then, you know, that's like, you know, the, the beginning of the end for me. You know what I mean? Like, what I'm going to do, I'm going to sit now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to sit in the right. house and <laughs> watch it on now. I can't watch it. I got to be in it. You know what I mean? Right. I got to be making decisions. I got to have something to do with it. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's just something that, um, you know, I don't, I don't really know how to function without it. You without know what I mean? Like, it, right. it's just been there all my life. I mean, I'm sure I can learn, um, mm -hmm. but it's not something I'm looking forward to doing unless oh, I'm watching, unless I'm watching my own, you know what I mean? Right. Like if I'm going to watch my, my kids play or something like that, I could get that same, um, type of, of, you know, energy or whatever the case, but, um, there's nothing else that really brings that to me like competing at something, you know right, what I mean? Whether I'm right. competing or, you know, I'm involved in it from a coaching standpoint, I got to be doing something that's competitive. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, obviously, you know, getting into coaching is one thing, right? A lot of people get into it just for the wrong reasons. They realize they're not cut out for it. But, you know, one of the things I learned, I was, I was young, man, you know, my story, like, and, and the people that are listening, they know, um, you know, grew up homeless and you don't really didn't have much positive, uh, you know, people in my life, but you were definitely right there and you were young. It was a different phase in your life, but you did something, you know, and you still constantly do it to this day, where it's more than just the, the X's and O's It's more than football. Like, you know, what did, did that something is that just naturally came to you, like to get involved and, and, and really be there for individuals, not just on the field, but off the field. Yo, yeah, it's, it's, it's really multiple reasons. Um, I would say one one is that that's my way of you know I, I feel like when I was when I was growing up um, there was a lot of people there for me you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying and and I, and I um I didn't always um, respond to it in a positive way um, and what I mean by that is somebody might have been telling me um, the right things but I kind of went the other way anyway right. and maybe just you know I didn't like the way the message was being delivered or you know, just being immature, whatever the case. And so my way of kind of apologizing and giving back was I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it in a way where people are going to receive the message. You know right. what I mean? Like they, they're going to get it. I'm going to make sure that they understand it. And I'm going to use myself and my, my life experiences to let them know, like, hey, listen, these are things I did right. Mm -hmm. Copy. It. You know what I mean? These are right. things I did wrong. Don't do that. You know what right. I'm saying? And you don't have to find out firsthand. I'm right here and I'm telling you, you know what I mean? Like you do this, this is what's going to happen. Right. And you're going to live with that. You're never going to be a, so, you know what I mean? Like that was my way of, of, um, of kind of giving back. And, you know, when I was growing up, I, I think a lot of people that I, a lot of friends I had, like everybody was expecting me to go to the league, you know what I mean? And I was going to bring everybody with me, you know what I mean? Like you know, <laughs> right. growing up, we poor, we all thinking these dudes like, yeah, but when you go to the league, you know what I mean? We, we going to come with you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get this big house. Y'all going to be in there. You know, and I was dead serious. I probably would have been one of them athletes, go to the league, 
and be broke. Put every, you know? Yeah, put everybody on. <laughs> yeah, because I would have, I would have, because I know what we went through. You right, know what I mean? right. Like, these dudes grew up with me, and I know the, you know, the history. These dudes, I, I had dudes that lost they, lost their parents, or mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying lost loved ones, and like we lost a lot of people in out in the streets, you know. Um, so we we had like a lot of hard times. So anytime we could get some something good, like a good feeling amongst us, like we're gonna enjoy it. You know, what I'm saying like we ain't right. trying to live for the next fifty years. We just want to make the most of the time we in. And I would have been okay with it. You know what I mean? I, I would have been okay with that situation. <laughs> right, right. I'm not, you know, I'm not scared to be, um, be without money because I don't think money is everything. Right. Um, I think, you know, you enjoy it, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a teacher now, but I feel rich. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel rich because I got people that I love around me. You know what I mean? I'm getting to enjoy life like that. So, you know, I was never, I never feared that, but I think, you know, that was one of the biggest things. Like I wanted to make sure that I gave back. I didn't feel like I um, fulfilled my potential as a, as an athlete. So I wanted to fulfill it as a coach. Um, so I, you know, some of it was lifting that, getting that weight off of me. And then also I just felt like I could help my people out, um, by explaining, you know, what, what, what could have been for me and what could be for them and right. understanding like you can't, you don't get a second chance, you know, mm-hmm. at growing up. But you, if you can help others that are growing up, that's kind of your second chance. You know what I mean? Like I'm living through, like watching you be successful. You know what I mean? And, and, and knowing that I had a hand in it, mm-hmm. I feel like I won. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like living through you. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching right. you be a, be a husband, be a father, um, you know, be, be financially stable, knowing what you came from. You know what I'm saying? And Word. you're saying, like, listen, the conversations we had help. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling, you know what I mean? Like that's a that's a win for me. Like I'm celebrating. You know what I mean? Right, like right. Right, you be happy is a is a win for me. And I always knew you had the potential. That's why I was, you know, I always was like gun ho about, you know, I'm you know, trying to I wanted to see you as happy as can be when you was young. Cause I'm like, yo, if I can keep you out of the streets and right. keep you focused on doing the right thing, you know what I mean? Like I knew you was gonna win. I knew it was gonna be a successful um situation for you. So right. Those, nice. you know that's that's how that's how that's what i get out of it yeah no nah, that's that's major and 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 you know those lessons man i learned <laughs> i went through like i i was able to overcome different situations because of the wisdom that you shared and and i was able to avoid you know certain traps uh going down different paths that you know you kind of helped me you know not not go through that man we would spend hours you know just in the in the car just talking man and and really man i shared this with everybody um, I didn't think I, I was, there was nobody in my family that went to graduate high school, let alone go to college. Right. So you were the first person that told me that not only can I go to college, but I can go to college for free. And that just changed everything. You know, I was like, man, if I can go to college, then I, I might be able to change like something. My life probably won't always have to be like this, you know? And that was the beginning of, of my wheels turning saying like, wow, you know, this, this man believes in me. He thinks I can do it. He did it, you know, and, and you made it very practical. You know, I think that's something that, that makes you very unique. And that's why there's so many young men and young women that are, are uh, achieving their goals and, and making their dreams become a reality because you make it very practical. You don't, you don't make it difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could listen, like I could relate, man. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like school. You know what right. I mean? Like I didn't like school. Um, I didn't, in middle school, I didn't even go. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. I, I, like my, my mother was like, 
she was on it. You know what I mean? Like right. she was full, she was all out fighting to, to make sure that I stayed out of the streets because, you know, so, so much of my family was so heavily involved in the streets that, you know, when you, when you know what's going on in the streets, when you really know what's going on, you don't want nobody that you care about moving that way. You know what I'm saying? Like you, mm -hmm. you, if you really know the violence and all the pitfalls that occur in the streets, you know, like you don't want anybody that you care about going there because you know what the end result is going to be. Right. And, you know, even when, when, when dealing with you, like you, you would have been, the streets would have loved you. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> Word, was hard, right. you know, you was a tough kid. Um, you know, you wasn't scared of nothing. Um, like any, anybody in the streets would have loved to get their hands on you and, you know, put you out there on the front line and, mm -hmm. you know, have you out in the streets, um, doing all doing all dirty work and, until you got a 25 to life bid or right. somebody, you know, somebody killed you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's right. how the street is. And so, you know, my thing was like, nah, listen, it, it's better options than that. Like, right. you know, this is what the streets, and I had like, you know, we used to have the talks. I had like firsthand examples mm -hmm. to, to give you, you know what I'm saying? Like right. things that were facts, like you could look up, you know, these was like big, big deals back then. And I'm telling you like, yo, listen, this is my experience with it. This is how close I was to that situation you know mm -hmm. people making documentaries and stuff about some of the things that you know i saw and, and, and went through and i'm like that ain't the way to go they, they're glorifying it but this is what they don't tell you they don't right. they don't tell you about you know the, the consequences happens, and, happens, yeah. yeah you know or, or the things that you got to go to while you out there just mm -hmm. to flash you know a little bit of fake money in front of people so you know it, it don't make sense to get into that life because it's, there's no winning at the end you know right. what i'm saying and it's really no enjoying anything um so you you know you guys got the picture y'all mm -hmm. understood it y'all understood the assignment and y'all killed it but um you know I, anybody that you care about you don't want going that route you know what i'm saying and and, it, and when people do go that route it's not because they're bad people you know right. there's there's things that that force us to have to you know show our claws and, and you know defense mechanisms in these streets that make you you know, become a certain way mentally and, and it's hard to put that away. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's hard to, to grow up and people telling you, listen, if anybody tries to step to you and do certain things to you, you got to take their head off. You know, you got to let people know that you're not a victim, that you're not going to be able to be robbed and things like that. Right. And then you get into a good situation and all of a sudden you're supposed to put those mechanisms away mm -hmm. and, and that be this, this, you know, happy-go-lucky God. Like that's <laughs> right. It's hard to turn that switch off. You know what I mean? Absolutely, You've been a certain right. way for 15, 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, the streets would have loved to have you, but you know, I I think that, you know, obviously you made the best, better decision because you're comfortable right now. You ain't looking over your shoulders, you right. know, you ain't gotta go through none of that. <laughs> right, right. You know, raising. So it's obvious you, you know, you picked the right path. But that was like I was just trying to get that message across, like mm -hmm. you know, and, and doing it through football because that's how the message got across to me. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. And you know, football for me was an outlet to kind of relieve all of that stress and, and anger and just, I was just mad, man. So I was looking at that quarterback like, yeah, bro, I'm about to make him pay and suffer, man, for everything that, you know, I was going through, you feel me? And, and but, you know, it was just amazing times, man. We, you know, and we was able to have some kids on the team, unfortunately, that we also learned lessons from some of the choices that they made. Um, and, you know, 
it was a very difficult time for that, man. But you've been coaching for, for over 20 plus years, man. You like the Bill Belichick at Springfield Mass when it comes to these championships, um, you know, winning at Putnam, multiple um, Super Bowl championships. You know, when you, you was coaching both high school and youth football, winning championships there, you know, and now just three time state champions. Uh, over at Central. Um, your son is a quarterback and leader of that team. Um, you've helped so many other kids develop, man. I'm seeing cats, you know, just posting online. They're getting all these D1 offers, and it's just amazing. What is it that that uh, that you, you know, because obviously there's different times in your life and seasons, and we talked about that. So, you know, now and what you know and being able to see the, the, the collection of everything that you've accumulated, um, what what is something that um, – people have to take in consideration and preparing at winning, whether it's in football, basketball, any sport, but even at life, like what, it, what is talk about the mindset you need to have in preparation and the mindset that you need to have to be in the champion. You know, you know what the biggest thing was, it was, it was having a vision and, and really connecting the dots. So having a plan from start to finish. So, you know, before when you guys were coming to, you know, I was getting you in high school, right. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get you as a freshman, um, you know, get you guys in the weight room, um, get you guys playing at a high level, um, but your names would get out there late. You know, right. schools wouldn't, wouldn't know about you until, you know, maybe your junior year, high school, whatever the case. And at that time, they would already have an idea of who they wanted to recruit, so on and so forth. So um, like a lot of things that I learned over the years was, you know, we gotta get these guys out here earlier. Then I said, I got to get into the youth program, start teaching them football. But the biggest thing was I had to start teaching them life. We were getting so many kids that would, had the talent to play big time football, but they didn't have the grades. Right. They didn't have focus. And, you know, they didn't know that it was even possible until they sophomore, junior year. But by that time, you know, they had already been average in the classroom for so long that they couldn't put it all together um, at an early enough time. So, you know, by getting the, getting my hands on a youth program and, and making these guys become good students and, you know, really being hard on them about um, academics at an early age. What happened was these dudes started coming to high school and, you know, they, the, the, they were getting 3.0s, 3.5, 3.8s right. from the from start. You know what I mean? So now your first two years, I mean, you got a 3.5, 3.8 GPA that opens the door for everything. So we everything, got kids getting right. Ivy League looks. You know, we got kids coming straight, straight out the hood. So they about to go, you know, to a, on a visit to Yale or Harvard. <laughs> right, yeah. Princeton, you know what I'm saying? Dartmouth, whatever the case. And, and um, you know, that if obviously if you got the grades to go there, then you got the grades to play Division One football. Um, so now you got, you know, kids getting opportunities to play for the military academies, Navy, mm -hmm. Air Force, Army, you got, you know, the, all the local UConn and UMass and, you know, Boston College is offering. And then you got Big Ten schools coming in. And you got ACC and SEC schools. So it, the, the academic component was was serious because there's so many good athletes throughout the country that they have access to. You don't have time to be a casualty to the books. Mm. You know, you, you better know how to study because these coaches' lives, they, they, they paychecks is on the line. They right. got families and they, they're not... They're not really trying to be your friend or, you know, monitor your, your academics. They want to deal with football. And so they want to know that they, they, if they invest in you, you're going to do what you're supposed to in the classroom. They don't have to worry right. about you. 
And um, that was the biggest thing. I had to connect that piece. And, you know, it took me a, it took me a little while to figure it out, but you just got to get to the kids early because if you, when you're talking to a 14-year-old, and he's got years of bad habits. It takes a few years to get those habits out of him. Mm-hmm. If you can get to him at, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, they don't have no habits. You know what right. I mean? They don't know. So you have time to put what you want, you know, to install in them, you know, from a, from a focus standpoint and from, a, you know, what their habits are. You can, you can install that into them and, and have them come to high school ready to go. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been like the biggest difference between you know this era now and when I had you guys you know I didn't have that vision I didn't have that understanding of what it took to get there so when you guys got to me in high school you know I'm hooting and hollering hey get your grades together not (laughs) mentally like listen I've been doing it this way for years you know what I mean like this is how I've been moving for years Mm -hmm. and it's hard to get out of that habit you know what I mean and it it was hard for me you know it was hard for me because I had a habit when I was in school as well you know, of, of not going to school, then coming in on Fridays, you know, cheating on tests, passing, you know, mm-hmm. and thinking like, oh, I was brilliant. I'm thinking like, I'm really brilliant for this. <laughs> right. Not understanding that it's going to come back and bite me in the behind. I get right. to high school. Now, those lessons that uh, they teach you when to put your comma in a sentence and, you know, mm-hmm. when to use, like, I missed all of that, you know? So now right. I'm in school and the teacher's like, hey, you know, I want correct punctuation in and I'm like, huh, what? Right. You know, I'm guessing now. You know what I mean? And they taking points off my. And now yeah, I really want to do good, but it's you know it's too late. You miss too much, and so you know what I mean. Like that was the biggest thing. Yeah, no, nah, for sure, man. And and I was just thinking about those times when, because it was tough, man. For those that don't know, man, we would have you know it was bad enough to get guys out in the field, and a lot of cats was that was on the team was just trying to survive, man. Like I know I was one of them, but I, I always had my. I, you never had to worry about my grades, but I remember it'll be like, you know, us as captains on the team was was trying to, like, go look after some of the other players that were falling behind, you know, trying to get their absence, you know, corrected and things like that. And we just had, you know, assistant principals, not going to name drop anybody, but we had dudes that was, like, looking and and trying to find a reason, you know, to cut us short because we were winning games and we were changing the culture at that school, man. So definitely, um, definitely remember those, those moments, man. Um, I wanted to talk about, these these camps you know going to camps I remember when we were coming up it was like three four five hundred dollars it was a lot and and for us we didn't have any parents that we can go to and that's another thing so shout out to you on also getting buy-in from the parents because um, it's amazing to see all these parents that are supportive to the program supportive in their kids dreams and, and and what you're doing over there so that's major but um talk a little bit about the camps you know there's probably people listening right now like man I want to play d1 ball and, and like you said they might be a sophomore they might be a junior and I remember thinking like man I wish I can like just work and, and pay this three four hundred dollars so I can go to Syracuse camp they kept sending me a bunch of letters um but talk about why it's important to get these kids into these camps traveling the country getting that exposure um, at an early age. Yeah, I mean, for, for that, I'll just use, I'll use, you know, my son's experience, um, you know, and, and kind of use that as a, as a talking point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I got him um, out early and, you know, they have like uh, little games that you kind of pay for play. They call them All-American games, but you're not, you know, whatever, it's, it's good competition you pay for. I don't really know if that makes you All-American when you got to pay 
you know, um, <laughs> playing a game. Right. But it attracts good talent from all over the country. You know, um, I would put him in those games. He would get to work. And now, you know, you would have parents and you would have coaches from different regions in the country um, talking about him, you know. And, and I, fo- I felt like um, that money was well invested just to have, generate that buzz um, and to have people talking about him in different parts of the country. Um, <laughs> and then as far as the camps, I remember when, when I was coaching you, we would be looking at the camps and we'd be looking at their price to go to a camp for a whole week, right? Or four or five days. Right. But what, with, you know, what I finally think, you know, learned is that all those schools would have one day camps mm-hmm. and the one day camps were affordable. They were like $35, $50 mm. in the case. So that's probably where, you know, we should have been looking in the first place. But again, I was young um, and right. really didn't understand the process like that. So, we were hunting down. We looking at the price of these camps. We like, you know, damn, it's, you know, we can't get a bunch of kids there. These things is like four hundred dollars, you know, to go to three fifty and all that. Right. You know, and then we got to pay to travel there. And it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't something that we could do. And that was just, again, that's just lack of information. You know, mm-hmm. and that's, um, some of that is my fault. You know, I should have been better in, in finding the information out. Um, you know, that to to help navigate that process better. Um, and I finally did figure it out and, and, you know, made it my business to kind of take kids around and do those things. But, um, you know, that, that was like the big, you know, finding out that information. And then I would say it's very important because, um, you know, my son committed to university of Nebraska. Right. Um, Shout out to pop man, Nebraska. That's what it is. That's my, Hey, that's my team too. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good thing. But, um, the, a lot of the offers that he got, Mm-hmm. Went through relationships that were cultivating when he was in middle school. You know, I used to take him to them high school camps at that time when he was like right. in sixth, seventh grade. He was going out there, he was doing well. And coach was like, Oh, you only in middle school? And they were like, Well, I can't even talk to you. you mm. know, but they would remember his name. And they would, you know, so now um, these coaches would leave. So, like, let's say a bunch of the coaches was at UMass. I'm taking them to the UMass camp. I take them to the BC camp. I take them to the UConn camp. Now, these coaches, dispersed they all go to different schools now all of these coaches at these different schools remember you know what mm-hmm. i mean they worked with them and they like oh when that kid comes to age we're gonna go get him and so you start seeing all these early offers pop up because these guys already knew already had the opportunity to work with him one on you know you know up close and see the type of talent that he had and they was on you know what i mean he didn't even get to high school got his first offer then he gets to ninth grade catches a couple of power fives when he's in, you know what I mean? Like all of right. those coaches, a lot of those connections was from, you know, those, those camps. camps. Mm-hmm. Middle school. Yeah, he got one coach went to Kentucky. Another coach was at um, Pitt. One coach was, you know, Oregon. And, you know, like these guys is all, you know, they all over the place. And right. They're coming back and they offer him like, hey, you know, we watch your film. We already know what he's about. You know, we want to offer him and so on and so forth. So, you know, getting, getting it, if, if he's ready to, to perform and mm-hmm. have eyes put on him and you can get him out, get your son out there early and he can, you know, he can get the attention of coaches. Um, I would definitely say get him out there because um, that, that was, that was as big as anything, you know, in regards to, you know, the, those relationships that he formed at an early age was, was big as far as the, the offers that he got later on down the road. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's some great information. What, um, you know, speaking of, you know, having student athletes, what's, what's some of the biggest challenges um, that you see as a coach? 
Oh man, it's a it's a it's a whole, you know, it's a lot of different challenges. You have, you know, you still have the the situations where you have kids who, you know, home situations are not, you know, um, not productive. Mm-hmm. You know, you got parents that are, you know you still got parents kicking the kids out of the house, um, throwing them to the streets. Um, then you know you have the whole, the other end of the spectrum where kid has a great home situation. But, you know, the parents are, are you know, they, they're almost lunatics when it comes to sports. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and, they're, and they're sacrificing their relationship with their child for sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, one, one thing I, you know, like me and my son, me and my daughter, like, sports is sports. You know what I mean? Like, I let them know, you know, I don't really care you have a good game, bad game. I care about effort. I care about hustle. I care about how you handle yourself as a young man or a young woman. But, you know, playing well, it's not going to be the case every game. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're going to have a conversation in the car on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes it may be an intense conversation, um, depending on those things. Not on, you know, because you missed some shots as a basketball player or you made a mistake, but because, you know, I don't like the effort that you gave after the mistake or, you know, you didn't pick yourself up um, quick enough uh, when you fell down. Like those things that carry over to life, those are the things that I'm, that I harp on, but you know, nothing that happens in sports is ever going to come in between me and my mm. children. Nothing's going to, right. you know, you have a great game, great game. I'm going to hug you. You know, now you got to get in the house, do them chores. You have a right. bad game. I'm going to hug you, get in the house and do them chores. Like nothing's going to change with our relationship because of a, a sports game. But a lot of these parents, you know, they, they get into sports and you know, the kid don't perform and they on Facebook and Twitter and bragging right. about them. And now the kid don't perform the way you said and you're embarrassed. And now you cussing the kid out and you're calling them all MFers and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and you really fracturing your relationship with your right. child. Right. And I think that's a big problem that I see in the sports world. Um, and then, you know, in, in, entitlement, you know, kids coming in um, thinking, you know, that they that something should be given to them as opposed to going out and working for it, um, which is why I kind of try to stay away from too much, you know, recruiting kids because I don't want anybody to feel like I owe them anything. You know, oh, you, you called me, you, you got me here. I should be starting as soon as I get there. Now, nah, you come play for me. You're going to work to get on that court or to get right. on that field. You got to yeah. be better than the person in front of you. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that entitlement is, is big. And, um, you know, those, those are just some of the problems, some of the issues that you get um, mm-hmm. right now that are big issues in regards to sports. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's 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 a huge one. I, I know, you know, kids' home situations has always been the number one thing. And, and that's yeah. why I've been able to relate with them because I'm like, look, I know what it's like to sleep on the floor, know what it's like not to know if there's going to be any food, you know. So uh, I always connect and, and really relate. A lot of those kids, when they hear my story, they come up and uh, they ask me questions. Man, how did you get through it? How did you keep fighting through it? Um, so definitely hey, relate to them. To this day, without using your name all the time, I still tell kids, like I'll still tell kids to this day, like, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear your excuses. Like, I had a kid that this dude ain't have no home. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he literally had no home. And he made it through school. Excuse me. Passed all his classes. And he's a success. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, your story is not as drastic as that. 
I'm not taking that as an excuse. You right. got to find a way to get it done. Like, I'll help you, you know, but you got to, you know, you got to open your mouth and say, hey, I need help with this. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're not reading minds and anything that I can do, I'm, I'm always going to do. But there's no excuses. You know what I mean? The same thing with playing. Like, we playing a game, we go out to certain areas of the state, we know we're not getting no calls. So we can either tap out before we get there or we can say, listen, I don't care what they call, what they do. Right. We still going to line up and play the next play and we're going to figure out a way to win this game. And that's the same lesson you're dealing with, you're dealing with when you talk in life. Like, I don't care what obstacle is put in my way, I'm going to be successful. So let me know what obstacles is there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find out how to get around them, how to get through them, get over them, whatever I got to do. But I'm still going to be successful. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's where football and life um, are, are so important to, to connect because the same thing that makes you successful in football makes you successful in life, right? right. You got to practice. You got to put in the work. You got to prepare. You got to focus. You got to have long-term goals. And you got to, you know, you got to grind. You got to get there. Nothing's given to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with life. You got to you take those same lessons you learned in football and you apply them to life. You're gonna be successful as long as you don't let nobody, you know, stop you from from being successful. Um, right. I think that's what got you where you at. You know what I mean? Like you, without maybe without even knowing, like mm -hmm. you know, you just not gonna accept failure. That's not right. an option. You know what I mean? Like you have to win. You don't know Absolutely. nothing else but winning. You won every year you was in high school, mm -hmm. and we starting out from the bottom. Like Putnam was like one of the worst football <laughs> schools. We had to clean the basement just to, uh, you know, get yeah. weights donated to us so we can have yeah. weightlifting teams. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was one, but we didn't use nothing as an excuse, right? Right, right. But what I, I used to bring y'all dudes to the college. They used to, yeah. oh, you can't bring high school kids. All right. <laughs> right. We come back the next day, like, yo, this this dude in college too. You know what I mean? You was like 14. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even high school yet, man. I was in the yeah, eighth grade. We figured it out. Yeah. We figured yeah, it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? We sitting out there waiting. You know, then I talked to the dude that ran the place. He started, you know what I mean? Like, we figured it out. Right. We had all the Always found a way to get it, it done. Yeah, always yeah. found a way to get it done, man. Facts. Yeah. Definitely, man. And that's one of the things that I applied in life now, man. And and being a competitor helps me. I'm in sales, man. So I'm, I'm always competitive. And it's always, you know, it don't matter what I did yesterday. It's like, okay, what, I, what am I going to do today? Right. So, yeah. so setting the tone right, man. Hey, two things before we go. Uh, it's definitely a pleasure having you on, man. But, but first is top five. NFL players of all time on your list, man. Who you got? I'm gonna say I'm a well, yeah. We'll go 90s, 80s, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. that I've seen in my lifetime, top five. Mm -hmm. Um, I got I gotta think. <laughs> I'm gonna start off by saying I gotta see. Is it? I guess there's a difference between best player and who had the most influence on me. Mm. So I'm gonna say Walter Payton, right? Okay. Now, it's probably been better running backs, but he probably was one of the more inf influential um, football players for me because when I watched him play, that's who I wanted to be mm. when I get in a ball. I got in trouble for it because he used to hold the ball <laughs> in one hand. Right. Running footballs, you know, you, that's an easy way to fumble. But, he used to put know, his he helmet, he used to put his helmet run right through somebody's chest. Too. Right. Don't right. want to do that today. Like, like, <laughs> we, we was all trying to be Walter Payton back then. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I will, I will, he's one of them. Um, Lawrence Taylor, um, Man, Lawrence Taylor, one, you know, he's from your, I know he's from your team. <laughs> you already um, know. You know. I don't really like the Giants, but I gotta, you know, <laughs> you gotta, gotta respect the talent though, man. Yeah, he, he, was a, team, he was a, 
one of the greatest, I mean, he, he's probably one of the greatest players of any position, in my opinion. Um, so he, he would be two. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, he ain't, he's not done yet, but I think I'm going to put this kid, man, this dude Aaron Donald in there. Man, beast. Watching, yeah, watching his career, like he, he's, he, he's, he's just out of control. Man, you know watch, I mean? man. I, I wish I had Aaron Donald to look up to when I was playing, bro. Like, my man's a defensive tackle with a six-pack. You know what I'm saying? Like That, that dude I, is dominant. <laughs> He's dominant. Dominant, like, You got to put three people on that dude. To start. He, he frees up everybody else at the, on the line of swimming. So, and listen, um, yeah. He, he He's out of control. Um, I, I would probably say um, – He's not one of my favorite quarterbacks, but I gotta respect his resume, his body at work. Um, right. Tom Tom Brady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if he's the most talented quarterback, but his his resume, his his um yeah. his results, body of work, man. Yeah. His yeah like you can't you can't overlook that. You know, you anytime can't. you got a guy that wins like that, you know, you could put whatever you could put any but 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 on it. It don't right. matter. He won. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. He won with different teams. Um, he was the one, the the one main, you know, thing that connected that team when he won with Ty Law mm-hmm. and the team when he won recently when he, you know, at, you know, when he, I'm talking about the Patriot, right? I'm not even talking about right. the one at Tampa Bay. You right. know what I mean? So you got to put him in there. What's that? Is that four? Yeah, that's four. That four so you got one more. I know you got to have and one it, of your boys on there with the star, man. You know, I, I know you got one of them. Um, Nah, I got, I got, you know, I got that that triplet. You know, if you're talking about a combination, Troy, <laughs> yeah. Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin, I got right. that group. You know, right. that's one of the strongest groups. But I don't think um, I would put any of them as the number one. You respect, know, guy position. Yeah. Um, that fifth spot. I mean, that's tough. You know, you got. I'm a big Ed Reed guy. Mm. Um, yeah, you did love Ed Reed. Ed, yeah, Ed Reed was a, a beast. Um, Ronnie Lott was a beast um you know you got the randy moss um, right you know they randy he, moss was he was just a, a, a you know the the ability was just off the charts un, un, unguard <laughs> you know i don't listen right. to all that nonsense them announcers talk about right take plays off if you was running 50 yard sprints every play running deep routes you take a two, play a two off two you know what i'm saying and um, he couldn't <laughs> right. come off the field because the double team was important but um he he may be um, he may be the, the guy I would put in there fifth, and yeah. I'm saying that now, and I'm sure I forgot a lot of people. I think Ray Lewis is yeah, another. I knew guy. You, I, I was thinking Ray Lewis is going to go in there for yeah, real. So I, I'm thinking, may I, and, and he's probably the guy. He's probably the guy because I think he's the best inside linebacker. But then mm-hmm. you got Deion Sanders, right? You know what Prime. I mean. So that, that top five is tough, man. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It, it is, man. It is. You got to probably break tough. it down to generations. But I had to yeah. tie you up somehow. Um, yeah, you, you, know, you did yeah. it. You did it. <laughs> and last you know. one, man, if you can go back to the 20, 22, 23-year-old Watts, man, what, what would you tell yourself, man, if you can go back right now to, you know, do something different or give yourself a little bit of oh, advice? Man, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm going to tell you, the, the first the first half of my life, right, I'm 47, so the first half, you're talking about to about, you know, 23, somewhere in that area, um, there's a lot of things that I would I would go back and change. But the, the back end, the second half of my life, you know, I, I think I four, five, six, man, I, I rolled CeeLo on that one. Like, 
no, I, there's nothing. You know what I mean? Like there's right. nothing. Um, I, I think I, you know, I, I enjoyed my time when I was single. Um, you know, then I, I found, you know, found my wife. Shout um, out to Stacy. Yeah, I got, <laughs> got married. Um, I had kids. Um, my family, like I love, like there's nothing. There's, there's nothing that I would change right now in my life. Mm. Um, that I look back on in the last, you know, 23, 24 years and be like, I wish I could do it different. Um, you know, that like everything that I wanted, everything I wanted to happen was happening. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm happy. You know what I mean? And that's the thing I would tell. If I, if I had to change anything, I would go back before then, you know what I'm saying? When I was right. young and right. change. But even that, I'm like, I wouldn't want to change it because if I don't end up where I ended up, then I don't get to enjoy this part of my life. That's you know what I mean? Like my, my family, my, my kids, like I, I wouldn't change nothing. Man. You know what I mean? Like, it was great, you know, catching up with you, Watts, man, and just go after that fourth championship, man. Let uh, Pops know you got to get them three, them three state titles. And, yeah. um, and mo most love, man. Appreciate you. Big Al, you know, it's always good to see you, man. I, you, you know, like, you make you make me proud, man. Every time I see you, I, you know, watching you. I, remember that? <laughs> hey, remember before before I sent you to college? Remember what, what's the last thing we did? What's the last thing? What I'm talking about? What, I said before you go to college, we got we got to do this. I got to make sure you're ready. You're on your own. What we did? Come on, when we wrestled. Yeah, yo, I, I think I'm <laughs> hey, you, still hey, tired you. from that day, brother. <laughs> Yeah, to see if I yeah, you had to see if I was really a man. You like, yo, hey, man. Yo, listen, man, I'm still tired, man. That was like twenty something years. I, hey, I put you to work. I remember we were in, we were uh, in an apartment man, man, was, over there on the uh, on what was it? Yeah, man, I was like, yo, this boy, maybe <laughs> I had to really like use my strength. I was like, yeah, yeah, you wasn't yeah, going younger. I, right. See, I met you when you was fourteen. Exactly. You, you was going. You was like eighteen. I was like, right. this boy is strong. Had you, I, I had you up on the stairs, man. I was like, yeah. hey. <laughs> You had me all, you know, he putting that weight on me. I had to turn that, you know, I yeah, turned yeah. around. I couldn't let you leave thinking you could get me already. I said, this is the last time we doing this. For real. Yeah, yeah. That was that it. Was, no yo, more. I, that, was, that was funny, man. We was in the house tussling. Yeah. Moving some furniture. I, <laughs> that this, was... Man, I was exhausted. I ain't want to let you, I ain't want to let you see it. You know, I had right, to right. like, yeah, yeah, wait, no, yeah for sure. You're right. Well, I right. went up the stairs. I was like, whoo, God damn oxygen. Right. I'm just, I needed a damn face mask or something. <laughs> hey, you know, it was crazy. I remember going to college my freshman year, playing football, man, D1, like Hampton, getting them weights in. I said, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go back. When I went back, yeah, you're like, uh, nah, bro. <laughs> no, no time, more. <laughs> That's it, bro. Time. You had your shot. That was <laughs> it. Take it right there. You had to get somebody else on that one. For real, man. for real. I'm getting out of there. That's yeah. the same thing I did to my son, man. We raced one time. I beat him. Yeah. He'd be like, a year or two later, he was like, let's race again. I said, nah, that was <laughs> it. Over. We never race again, brother. I said, you yeah. lost. <laughs> That's done. You never see that again. But, man. Joe, good seeing you, man. You're doing For good. Sure. I'm, you know, Appreciate tell you, a, man. Tell the wifey I said hello. Most um, definitely. Tell your son, your, your little twin. You know, I said hi. For um, sure. And that dude, I, I, he, got the, he got the beautiful smile, man. Yeah. I, you know. Appreciate and I'll, it. I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure, man. Tell the wife and, and everybody I said hello to, man. God bless you, man. And thanks yeah, a lot. Man. There you have it, man. Champion Watts, the legendary coach in Springfield, Mass. Man, appreciate All right. you. All right, big girl. I'll talk yeah, to you. Zero.